Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 93 The Lord is king, he is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed, he is girded with strength. He has established the world and shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old, you are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice, the floods lift up their roaring. More majestic than the thunders of mighty waters, more majestic than the waves of the sea, Majestic on high is the Lord. Your decrees are very sure. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. First Chronicles chapter 12, verses 16 through 22. Some Benjaminites and Judahites came to the stronghold to David. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come to me in friendship to help me, then my heart will be bound to you. But if you have come to betray me to my adversaries, Though my hands have done no wrong, then may the God of our ancestors see and give judgment. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, chief of the thirty, and he said, We are yours, O David, and with you, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to the one who helps you, for your God is the one who helps you. Then David received them and made them officers of his troops. Some of the Manassites deserted to David when, they, when he came with the Philistines for the battle against Saul. Yet he did not help them, for the rulers of the Philistines took counsel and sent him away, saying, He will desert to his master Saul at the cost of our heads. As he went to Ziklag, these Manassites deserted to him. Adna, Josabad, Jediel, Michael, Josabad, Elihu, Zilathai, and chiefs of the thousands in Manasseh. They helped David against the band of raiders, for they were all warriors and commanders in the army. Indeed, from day to day, people kept coming to David to help him, until there was a great army, like an army of God. Revelation chapter 21, verses 5 through 14. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I'm making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I'll give water as a gift for the spring of of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But as for the cowardly, the faithful, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues, came and said to me, Come. I'll show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And in this spirit he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It has the glory of God and a radiance like a very rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It has a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates are inscribed the names of the twelve tribes of the Israelites. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates. And the wall of the city has twelve foundations, and on them are the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb.
Good morning and welcome to the sixth Monday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 93, 1 Chronicles 12, and Revelation 21. And before we get too far into the reflection, I want to remind my listeners I'll be preaching this coming Sunday at New Market United Methodist Church um, in Maryland. And be, it's not Pentecost Sunday, it's just the last Sunday of Eastertide. Um, but also later today I'll be announcing on Substack that my family is actually going to be moving back to Southern California, our native land. And so I won't be announcing where I'm recording from. Uh, at least it won't be Walkersville. I don't think I will. I always, I started doing it because I wanted to make um, this house that we lived in in Knoxville, um, you know, kind of a, a, a business or a place where veterans can come. I wanted to mention it as like free advertising, but I still just talk about where I'm broadcasting from. Um, but anyway, so I, I'll be moving, um, and uh, Laura, my partner, will also be working full-time, so I'll be a full-time stay-at-home dad at least for a year until our youngest starts um, school a little bit more. She's currently in two days a week. So I've got to be a lot more... Uh, uh, judicious about my use of time and what I focus on because I'll have even less time to do the things that I've been doing um, when we've my family's had a little bit more time to to kind of spare as for the recordings I'll probably have to do them the evening before so that uh, they go out you know before a certain time on the east coast um so just a reorganization of my time and, and energy. Um, I'm still committed to doing first formation and uh, the Pew Pew HQ stuff. In fact, the hope is to prepare to open a, a bookstore with uh, and coffee shop uh, to plan that out for a year from when we move so that when our youngest starts school, ideally I'm also... Um, timing that along with the opening of a, of a business in Southern California, but we'll see. Um, but on to the readings, um, the, uh, the line in Chronicles, the last line, um, I'm sure you noticed if you've been listening for a while because my ears perked up when uh, it mentions that after all these people are defecting to David from Saul, then they keep doing it, it's kind of slowly building up um, until there's a great army like an army of God. And I figured it was Sabah Yehovah, but it's actually Mahane Elohim, which is Elohim is another name for God. Um, and Mahane is more like a, a camp of war. Uh, Mahane is also a cognate with Melchama, which is war. Um, Sabah is much more uh, organizational, uh, like rank and file. Um, and so it's a little bit more aggressive, like, you know, there are warriors, which I'm sure is uh, Gedol Chayil. Um, and so this section is much more, um, you know, focused on, yeah, I don't know, aggression, I suppose, even though David is in defense and he's you know, kind of on the run from Saul, and he's the he's the underdog. 
And I've noticed a pattern, or it seems to be a pattern, where the use of aggressive language of like, God is a warrior, you know, blah, 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 that is much more common in the Hebrew Bible when Israel is, you know, kind of on their heels and on the run um, as maybe a way of, um, you know, kind of shoring up their morale or, you know, I don't know. But whenever they're powerful, um, it uses, or, or I'll say secure, it uses language like sabah, um, or when God is trying to teach the people, um, the language is much more moderating, um, like sabah, which is more like assembly or array. Um, and so it's uh, the army of God. Like I, I know I just prefer think of it as sabah Yehovah. Uh, but there's also Mahane Elohim, clearly. Um, I don't know if it appears elsewhere, at least not like explicitly. It's usually like the Lord of Hosts, which is Yahweh Sabah, um, but um, not in the same kind of construction, uh, in a really straightforward army of God. Um, and so it's always kind of interesting for me to see where it appears and, and it's it's likely function um, and in the, the reading from Revelation um, we we kind of get this uh, you know conjunction of the 12 tribes of Israel having the 12 gates and the 12 foundations of the holy city are named after the 12 apostles of Jesus who is who John refers to as the lamb um, and so this you know, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament and Christian canon and imagination um, are intertwined, they're inseparable. And one of the, I don't know, concerns or complaints I have against um, the, the pastor's Christianity I've encountered over the last decade is that, you know, we don't actually want to deal with the fact that the Old Testament and all its parts that we don't like you, know, you can't do away with it. Um, and it doesn't, you know, usually stray into Marcionism, like people aren't calling for the Old Testament to be gotten rid of. Um, but it, uh, I've, I've been alarmed at how little attention we've given as, you know, thoughtful, somewhat progressive Christians um, to the Old Testament and how the Old Testament, New Testament, derives from it. Um, and one of those is, you know, Naaman the Syrian and Captain Marvel, the Centurion of Great Faith, um, which is what I'm working on. You can read about that on Substack. Um, but uh, one of the other things that I, I noticed today in, uh, in the Matthew and Luke versions of Captain Marvel, which, by the way, I found there's a parallel in John 4, but that's another discussion, um, both Matthew and Luke have this this phrase, this sentence that is exactly the same. Uh, there's grammatical, like there's or there's punctuation differences. I don't, I haven't checked to see if it's different in the Greek, but um, the centurion says, Captain Marvel says, "I tell one person go and he goes, and another come and he comes. And I tell my s slave." to do and, and he does. I know what it is to be set under authority. And there's a pretty large 
um, collection of passages in the Old Testament that talk about coming and going, like this, you know, tell someone come, tell someone go. Um, and one of them is in Numbers 27, where um, he comes and goes, or where, I'm sorry, Joshua is going out before them and bringing them in. And that language is used frequently in a military con context, but it's actually referring to shepherds who bring sheep in, who, who, who bring them out and, and return them back in. Um, and so this, the political imagination of Israel is such that their king or their military commander both bring, is, is supposed to lead them out and bring them in, not like a conqueror, but like a shepherd, like a lamb, you know, the, the lamb who is also the shepherd. Um, and so it's, it's little things that, you know, you don't notice unless you're asking the kind of questions that, you know, military service evokes. Um, it's not, I don't think people are ignoring them. I think that these questions are not important to them. And so the questions that drive scholarship are a little bit myopic if, if you're not accounting for your own bias. Um, and so we have to be careful with, you know, how we read the Bible because we will bring our biases into it. Um, it's about figuring out what our biases are, correcting for them, um, and frankly, just leaning in to those things that we're most familiar with, and but being open to the things that we're not familiar with. Um, it took a long time for me to finally trust my own experience and not feel like, oh, I am an evildoer or I'm a, a reprehensible character in the eyes of the Bible. When I started complicating that that caricature um, and began trusting my own experience to to guide me in my exegesis, that's when a lot of these things started coming out. Um, and they'll, I mean, it continues to amaze me the kind of things I see when I ask questions that assume that my experience uh, thus far is, is valid and important. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. 
Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.